It's not getting it's it, not getting it. I want to welcome everybody out there in podcast land to the Good Times with Good People Company presents the Law Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Uh, I'm your host and panel moderator, Rio, and uh, let me introduce today's panel. So, uh, our returning champion, Dave Tiemann, uh, he is an entrepreneur and an art dealer, uh, getting his new art gallery set up. How far away from uh, completion are you? Well, the gallery's open, and it's actually finished. I've got to hang a few more pieces of work, and but it's actually open. You guys can go on the website now, buy artwork if you want to. Uh, uh, what, and what's the website? It is privatemembersart.com. Okay, all right. Uh, Chris O'Connor, uh, he is the uh, O'Connor, excuse me, O'Connor, what, what? <laughs> he's the co-owner of Liquid Nine uh, Broadcast Media Production. Uh, Jesse Pringle. He is the uh, creator and writer of uh, Kill 'Em All KC and soon uh, Kill 'Em All Los Angeles. Uh, we've got Ben Roberts. He is a bartender extraordinary and he is uh, currently uh, our bartender at the Pinter Glass Club, where we are all uh, members of uh, a very, very exclusive cigar club. <laughs> yeah, I, super air quotes. Or an exclusive. Uh, Roy Scott, who is the co-creator of uh, H3, that is Healthy Hip Hop. It's yes, all sir. about the healthy hip hop for the kids. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, we have got, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to be formal with this one. We have got Big Dave at the table. Say hello, Big Dave. How's it going? He is the uh, owner of CMP Instruction. And uh, who am I missing? Oh, can never forget. The anonymous female. You better not ever forget the anonymous <laughs> female. Because she doesn't want you to know her name. I do want to acknowledge uh, our sponsor, uh, and that is, of course, the uh, Majestic Restaurants Pentagrass Club, um, where, like I say, we all belong as members. Um, and uh, we want to thank them for letting us record um, the Law Party podcast up here. And that brings me to um, our first question. Uh, which is, so, what are we drinking? And I do think, although we all seem to be having some different cocktails, Big Dave brought us something special, so I'll give him the honors of the what are we drinking today. We are drinking a fine Dominican rum called Kirk and Sweeney. It's a 12-year rum. It has uh, definitely notes of vanilla and... Uh, just a nice sweetness, very smooth about it. Kirk and Sweeney was a rum-running ship back in the late 1800s. I got busted in New York Harbor, and they took about 80-some cases from them, the customs agents did, and I'll bet you 10 bucks that some of that ended up in their houses. They all ended up in their houses, but this is a very, very smooth rum. Uh, I'm heading back down to Florida, and uh, I'll bring back some 25-year Costa Rican rum after Memorial Day, and we'll put our flavor tasting into that, because that's even better than this. Uh, as you can see, podcasters, uh, this is why Big Day is always invited to sit in on the podcast. <laughs> uh, so, uh, our next question, as always on the podcast, what are we smoking? And I think I want to go... 
with our new person on the podcast. Roy, what are you smoking? It's called Dirty Rat. Dirty Rat Cigar. Okay. I don't know if that's fitting for me, but... I don't know if I have heard of Dirty Rat. Where I hope it's, not. It's where did you game. find Dirty Rat? Dirty Rat is smooth, though. Where did you find Dirty Rat? I just found Dirty Rat on the rack over here. I was just looking through, and this. Oh, is, is, is it an army war? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that, is a, that is a new one. I haven't seen that. We just got them two days ago. It's a, oh. it's a Liga Pavada. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Right. what is it? That sounds better. It's a Liga okay. Pavada. <laughs> that sounds a lot better than Dirty Red. Okay. okay. I, I kind of like that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of okay. like Dirty Red. Yeah. It, it doesn't look like a blunt, so I think you're all right. Yeah. Good day. I'm smoking one of my regulars. It's a LFD Airbender Guerrero. Just a good, smooth, creamy smoke, steady every time. Right. I see uh, Ben does not look as if he is smoking today. Secondhand smoke. Okay. <laughs> and trust me, there's enough of it in the room right now, ladies and gentlemen. I like it all. He doesn't need to smoke. <laughs> uh, the anonymous female usually does not partake in the smoking. So we will continue on to... One of these days I'm going to shock you guys. Hey, you know what? But <laughs> <laughs> we're going to continue on to Chris. Uh, I'm also having the Liga Pravada Dirty Rats, which I was uh, going to suggest to you earlier. It's good. I, like I really like it. It's what I have almost every week. Very good. Dave? I have a PDR, and it's a short run Havana. And uh, smooth. It's, once again, it's from the ThompsonCigar.com, which in case none of you guys ever go there, and it's part of the one of their, uh, their packs that you get, which has different, different, many different cigars in it, but they're all, you know, fifteen to twenty dollars steps, and it's just smooth as silk. Right. Jesse, I think, is probably kicking himself that he was running behind because he does not have a stick today. I don't. I don't. Uh, partially because I didn't have time to stop and get one, but the other part is I rendered my lungs to uh, traumatic. Stress earlier after okay. my son got off of school. Okay. We cool. went and <laughs> did a three mile run. So, oh, uh, yeah. God bless you. Three miles. If I went on a three mile run, you'd be taking me to the hospital. Exactly. Wait, wait a minute. What are you smoking? Oh, excuse me. I am smoking a uh, Arturo Fuente. This is a Rosada with, with a sun grown wrapper. This is what I'm smoking. Um, very smooth, and it, it's hard to go wrong with anything in the Fonte line. It's, it's it's a huge factory, but they have a really really good smoke. So um, I it was I was happy to see this box, and I guess I didn't even notice <laughs> the dirty rats because I saw these. I want to give everybody out there uh, the da 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 rules of the podcast. I say I won't read them that often because. Um, almost everybody who shows up at the podcast shows up quite a bit. So, here they are. First, please RSVP or decline your podcast invitation. Two, respect the guests. Three, respect the host. That is me, by the way. Uh, <laughs> respect each other and respect the listener because... Um, like if we're talking over each other, which is the next one. Do not talk over each other if you can help it. Um, the listeners don't understand you. Um, and, and, or if it's so much talking over, then I have to edit it out because it just sounds like a garbled mess. And 
and nobody wants to listen to a garbage message. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Has the host ever been disrespected for the host then to make a rule not to disrespect the host? Um, no, 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 no. The host has not been disrespected. <laughs> let, let, let me say that. Fair I didn't want anybody to say. Yeah, no, it is a very fair question. It's a very fair question. That could change. The host is not been disrespected. <laughs> But I was thinking we wanted to make sure that we are uh, being respectful of... Are we allowed to, to see where that line in the sand is? Uh, oh, I will let you know. And, and usually... Well done, Jesse. Well done. Uh, usually Lane is the one who tries to step over the line. Uh, and does and I swipe him very quickly because I can see it in his eyes. <laughs> so podcasters, if you ever hear me go, Lane, you know exactly what I'm saying. Uh, and uh, please uh, do not say anything that is intentionally uh, sexist or homophobic, which this group actually never does, which is uh, odd because we're a group of very testosterone-filled men, and, uh, and and maybe because we have one woman who always sits in the room and people, people behave themselves to some degree. That's always a good idea. Yeah, and then, and then the biggest and really only real rule of the podcast is try not to get the podcast canceled. <laughs> and, Good rule. And that is the rules. Which brings us to This Week in Pop Culture. And uh, I saw a couple of things that I thought was interesting. And actually, uh, Big Dave, uh, when, I, when I came in, was talking about something else. I don't, I don't know if anybody here at the table is big Drake fans. Or whatever, but uh, he's been working on his album for a couple of years. Uh, originally, I guess it was going to be called Views from the Six, but it's just called Views uh, now. And he finally released it on Friday. And uh, like I've, it's been a long time since I've seen any product move this fast. It like sold like six hundred thousand in a day. Which sold? which stream? Yeah, sold. So, like, this is not even counting strings. That's physical copy. Well, it's all digital. Since the week of. Yeah, He broke a record, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, There was a previous record held. I want to I can't remember who it was. Yeah, I want to say. female. I want to say Taylor Swift, I think. Might be right. Yeah, I had the record before him, but, like, yeah, in a day, he pushed it. In a day. In a day, yeah. Yeah, like, so, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, because in contrast, uh, in her first week of uh, week of sales, I want to say Beyonce did six hundred seventy-five thousand copies. So, but I think the first few days of that was uh, purely streaming. On they title. made it very hard to find that album. Yeah, yeah like it was purely on title for for several days. Just and now, now I think it's everywhere. But. And, uh, and 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 Drake's album was purely on uh, Apple Music for the first couple days, and I think now now it's everywhere. Who actually was the last time anybody ever purchased? Uh, actually, I still purchase. But I a record. But, oh, yeah, 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 not CD. Yeah. Are you talking about online or physical? You know what? Yeah, I still purchase. Oh. I mean, mostly it's all Proceed. digital purchases now. Do you you can Proceed. purchase things online. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can purchase through... I'm old school, you know, I'm just yeah, you, learning all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, you purchase through iTunes or purchase through, you know, uh, Amazon or Google Play or whatever. But a few artists actually hold the right to 
release an album only for several weeks. Right. I think before we well, did. Uh, they held it off of Spotify for I don't know how long, like yeah. the first ninety days or something. Yeah. Like, trying to increase record sales. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of artists are starting to cut deals directly with the streaming services, right. so they can. Uh, or like in Drake's uh, case, he he his deal is not it's streaming and sales. So like he cut like a stupid deal, like nineteen million or something. Drake um, like, question. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody know his his demographic, his selling audience? Well, it is, it's pretty universal. Uh, I mean, it's fairly universal, but I'm gonna say you're probably in the sweet spot of uh, of like. 16 to, yeah, 16 to 25 female is probably yeah. who really is buying yeah. both the Drake records. I mean, but to tell you the truth, I mean, if you're making music for girls, you're probably going to sell it. If you're making music for dudes, fuck, yeah, you're probably going to be called cool. Six, <laughs> and, uh, six, million, million, six million dollars worth of sales and all that. Jeez. I figure I assume it went for nine ninety nine on iTunes because it's a draw. Boy, you got to figure out rap, man. Thirteen. Thirteen. Matter of fact, it was thirteen ninety nine. Because I, I remember looking at that going, "Wow, that's old that's school." Yeah, that's old school country rap. I got to figure this out. Yeah, that's eight point four million dollars in a day. Damn. Yeah, that's not such a dumb deal. No, no, not so much. Not mad at that deal. Dave was, uh, Big Dave was just saying when I came in, he was reading, uh, uh, which I actually saw this earlier today, and uh, and I and I haven't seen the physical magazine. I'm sure it'll probably be in, in my mailbox when I get home. But there was a cover article on uh, on Sean P. Diddy Combs on in Cigar Aficionado. Yeah, I thought I was. I thought that was crazy. So, what were your impressions? Well, it was a it was a very well written article, and, it, it, and the man has come a long way from where he started. Uh, apparently, his father was murdered two years old. His mother really never told him why he got murdered, but he's murdered gangland style, and apparently, you knew it some a little bit anyway. from from another woman. And how he was raised in the church, and there were several kids in the family, and he sang in the church. The uh, very interesting statement and it kind of relates kind of Dave over here, Timon also understands it. He says, I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual still. But he's amassed an empire of $765 million through his sales of his clothes. Uh, he's actually putting out his last album. He's not going to do another album after this. So he says. <coughs> and I kind of believe that. I mean, it's, I, I did that a few times, though. But I do too. What else knows, does he have to prove? You know. Well, I think he knows that his era has passed. Yeah. And it's not in a not in a horrible way. It's just uh, you know even Drake and uh, I mean, uh, even uh, Kanye and Jay Z have said this is Drake's season. Like we are the now, <laughs> which is crazy to say. We are now the second tier artist. You know, and Drake is the one moving units now. So, and I think, and Puffy was before, you know, Jay-Z and... and so, now you're, so now you're saying Puff Daddy is uh, is at the age, professionally, where he's going to start rapping on cruise ships? 
Uh, no, no, no. I, I, don't I think he's going to be going trying to purchase cruise ships. <laughs> but but Puffy does enjoy having a cigar with Jay Z and and, and yeah. some of his, some of his guys that he hangs with. Speaking yeah. of which, Jay Z actually does everybody know that Jay has got uh, a partnership with Kohima called Commodore. Um, it, uh, it's something ridiculous about something. Look what Sean's into, though. I mean, he, yeah. he's into Searock, which is a. Yeah, yeah, he also, has, Rock, he yeah. also has a tequila brand. Mm-hmm. So he has his clothing brand. Yeah, he has his music. And you realize how many people that he's brought forward with him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, this, this is what an entrepreneur does. An entrepreneur goes out, of which I'm one too, goes out, comes up with products. Brings people along with those products, hires people, generates economy. I mean, this is capitalism. What 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 Sean Combs has done is capitalism at its best. It it is taken a, a young man who worked his way on up, had a talent, managed to get in the right places, had had a had a record producer get in with him and bring him in, producing. I, I just watched him on The Voice recently, huh. doing some coaching and. Just you can tell this man has a presence about himself, and and you can tell that he has a knowledge, especially of, of production and how a person should sing. It was very interesting to see him on The Voice and how he handles stuff. He's working with Farrell. Oh yeah, well, and, 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 and then it was really rather amazing to watch yeah, him. The funny thing is, I think people forget a lot of times that Puff started as a producer. First, he was an intern at a label called uh, Uptown Records, um, which was uh, really big, a really kind of big R&B label in like the early '90s. And uh, and as his, I guess, who was on who was on Uptown? Um, <clears throat> actually, uh, originally uh, Mary J. Blige was originally an Uptown mm-hmm. artist, and um, and I am I think. No, actually, he he kind of held them in his pocket until he got his own deal, uh, Josie. Um, um, but you know, but Uptown at the time, you know, I think it, I think they were probably not pop big, but they definitely were R and B big. You know, the label. Him going from being an intern to becoming uh, like vice president of of Uptown within like a year because you know he just he had that mind and that you know and but also you know being incredibly young and uh, and having an incredibly huge ego at the time uh, is what got him booted out of Uptown mm-hmm. but started Bad Boy Records and you know so you know you've got uh, you know Jodeci, Mary J of course Notorious Jodeci was on Bad Boy? Uh, no Jodeci was Uptown now that I think about yes. it Jodeci, oh, yeah. that, he was, that was the last Uptown act that, that Puff produced that's what Heavy D yeah, yeah Heavy D and the Boys well, yeah. I'm getting the real affinity for him while I was hanging to JJ's one night with my wife and about five of his beautiful girlfriends and all the guys at the other table started calling me P. Diddy so <laughs> at that point, I said, "This is good." <laughs> I think I like this P Diddy guy. <laughs> ah, that's funny. We used to do that show on MTV where you well, we were making it wasn't making the band. What was his show on MTV? We no, it, it was like making the band. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. One of my favorite moments of all time was like very first episode. 
he, uh, they're all sitting around the studio and he looks up the, up the band and he goes, you guys need to run down uh, like two miles away and go bring me a cheesecake. Give me a cheesecake. Wow. Oh, that was they were all so relaxing. He's so like, uh, they were like, yeah, well, you know, where's the cop service? He was like, cop service? He said, <laughs> when I was in your position, I would have walked. As a matter of fact, Walk. I I love love that. Oh, that was one of the greatest moments. I've oh, seen. that was bad. And I think my other favorite moment out of that season was when he was talking to them about about Biggie, and uh, and it's a group of rappers, and they didn't know Juicy. Like that, I mean, they had, they had heard the song, but as an as a rapper, there's certain rap songs you just know. You know, like, I, I don't even know if you consciously memorize them, but you just know. And Juicy's one of them. You know, if I just say, it was all a dream, it's only one other rapper in the room, I know he could jump in <laughs> and start rapping. I know he can because every rapper knows Juicy. But these five or six rappers did not know Juicy at all. So he had made them go and memorize it, and they had to stand out in front of the building performing it. Until he felt like letting them back in. No, <laughs> <is hilarious>. Okay. <laughs> so they were doing it over and over. Big, big Dave old school here. This is yeah. Gin Juice. The rap Gin Juice. Oh, no, 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 no. You're thinking of, uh, you're thinking of, uh, that's Dr. Snoop Dogg. That's Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Dr. Yeah, Dr. No, oh, um, Notorious B.I.G. He sampled the old, what was that sample? Uh, M.T.M.A. It was a huge rap song. Yeah, Gin Juice was that deal, yeah. If I know it, it was a big rap song. And actually, funny enough, this is kind of an an aside for that particular song. Jimmy Iovine gets Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg signed over to Interscope. And he doesn't know anything about rap. But he loves producers. And the only thing he knew is whoever produced this has got to be a goddamn genius. I don't know who this is, but get them in my office. Because he said what he used to do is he used to have these huge speakers that he had tuned that they, they played sonically perfect. And the speakers were being pinged at all the right points when he was playing it back. So he just was like, okay, who the hell produced this? I want to meet him. Turned out to be Dr. Dre. Song the song was Gin and Juice. So he doesn't know what to do with it though. So in his mind, because he comes from a rock background, he's like, okay, how do I sell this? You know, how do I get people interested? And so he goes, well, I'm gonna push them like a rock act is what I'm gonna do because that's really in my mind. This is uh, Mick and Keith. It's the same spirit, and so I'm going to push it that way. So he was going to all the radio stations that he knew and was trying to push it, and they were like, "We, there's no slot for this, because they were rock stations. So he says, okay, I'll tell you what, I know what I'm going to do. He buys ad time during prime drive time. One-minute commercial, he says, just play Gin and Juice for one minute. Just play for one minute. In, uh, as a commercial. He says, if the phones don't start ringing, I'll figure something else out. So they do that for about a week. 
the phones go crazy at every radio station because they want to know who the hell it is because the song never finishes. And then they, uh, so they, so then, you know, everybody's like, you know, I don't know what this is either, but we gotta add this to our playlist. And so, uh, so sounds like Kill 'Em All. Yeah, sounds like Kill 'Em All. So every station that he went after added uh, in heavy rotation Gin and Juice as the first rap song. A lot of stations even ever played on the radio, and uh, and thus began the partnership that has led to him and Dr. Dre owning a sizable chunk of the Apple Empire now. Uh, yeah. yeah. And speaking of the making the band, did you ever see uh, Dave Chappelle's like his uh, skit about that, the making the band? Did you ever <laughs> check that out? Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> it's hilarious. Dave yeah, Chappelle's Dave Chappelle, yeah. yeah you know, like, P. Diddy's such a big, you know, like yeah, a, yeah. His ego's over the top, so he had two guys like carrying him in. They had one, one at each leg, and yeah. <laughs> Bill dripping down his lip. He's like, "Yeah, go give me some cheesecake." <laughs> you gotta watch the rest of there. Yeah, wipe my wipe this milk off my lip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, all right. So we've we've gone down the rabbit hole. <laughs> we should go with that one. Uh, did anybody see the news about the the president uh, at the correspondence dinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We dropped the mic. I saw, oh, that was I saw the headline. Hilarious. Obama out. Yeah, well, I say Obama out. Dropped the mic on. Right, he, he also did the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He kissed up the peace sign. He did the kiss yeah. peace sign and then dropped uh, yeah. the mic. Uh, that's, yeah, that's I'm not a huge Obama guy, but man, yeah, I gotta give you credit on that. <laughs> that, was, that was the bomb, no doubt. He's actually really funny. Like I like you know like I guess you never think of the president as funny. You just don't. But uh, think but, about the funniest presidents of all time and the funniest moments of those presidents. This has to be number something. Well, well, I mean, because usually when you think of the funniest moments of a president, it's usually like some mistake that they made or some blooper. Right, but he's actually funny, funny. Like he stands up funny. I just feel sorry. Wants to be. I just feel sorry for the people that don't get the joke. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know who, was, who did well at these two, because he's got a good fall anyway, President Bush, George Bush. W, yeah, absolutely. W was pretty damn funny at these things, and you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think he would be. More high. But he, but he, <laughs> he, had, he had a certain that amount of uh, comedy timing Yeah, yeah. that he did at these press dinners, and, and I, I thought he was burning the hell out of I thought I thought that John Boehner and, and Obama skit at the end with, the, with them in the movie theater and Boehner sitting there trying to get him to smoke a cigarette and Obama sitting there and his Barack is going hmm, maybe and, and, and John Boehner said I'll go ahead try one they'll never know and of course it was just, it was hilarious because John Boehner and Obama during his while Boehner was there you know I don't think they were enemies but they just couldn't get together on anything. Have that skit together with their last one with Son. But I don't know if anybody else saw it. I still want to drink with John Boehner. I want to drink with that guy. That got, got to be fun. You just <laughs> see him when he, he, and, he and Obama were walking down the hall after the theater, and the guys were standing with a glass of wine, and Boehner just comes by and picks it up off the tray and starts breaking it up. That's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, we've got uh, a new person sitting here at the table today, so I want to, uh, I want to, I want to in- interview you on a later date, but I do want to uh, give you a chance to just kind of introduce yourself to the podcasters out there, 
and tell us just a little bit about uh, about H3. Sure, I'm uh, again. You introduced me. I'm Roy Scott, and um, we do healthy hip hop, better known as H3. And uh, kind of uh, coincidence, we're talking about gangster rap and just how influential it was and still is, and how it was a big movement, and it really influenced my life a lot uh, as a young man. And everything changed for me when I started a family, and um, I changed my direction from creating gangster rap to creating healthy hip hop. Still taking that same energy, that same vibe, but putting a positive message behind that that beat. Because really, the beat is what draws you in. Like you said, when, yeah. when Jimmy Iovine played that record, he heard it, the energy of the vibe of the beat. So I, I don't dumb down the beat uh, for the kids or for families. So it's that same still hard vibe, but it's all positive. It's about education, health and wellness, uh, just overall feel-good music. And it's uh, about building up a generation on something positive. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, Amen to that. Yeah, I was doing a little research uh, on uh, on you and H three, and uh, and I wish, and I may use this as the uh, as the photo that plays on on, on YouTube, uh, <laughs> and 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 I may wait till uh, the episode where I interview you, but I found on Amazon. Um, the, uh, the Just Move discs that you guys are selling uh, with uh, Reggie Reg, and I'm presuming this is you, yeah. Rappin' Roy. Rappin' Roy, that's right. that's me, homie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, so, so you can I see gotta, Reggie Reg's face, that dude, he just. I gotta salute you. <laughs> I gotta salute you. This is a this is a, this is a direction that. Uh, and because and, I, I did, I was watching a little bit of the video, um, and and I could definitely see where you were going with it. And I know normally um, people who try to do something like this, it winds up basically being you know rapping Teletubbies, and and this is definitely not that. And uh, it's actually kind of cool. Thank you. So uh, so so I want to want to salute you on on what you're doing with H three, um, and. That actually does bring me to uh, our next segment, which uh, you have to participate in, Roy. Let's do it. Now, so, uh, can I interrupt one second? Oh, please. You know, what, what Roy and Reggie are doing, though, is positive humanity. They're giving the kids a positive message. And this has allowed these kids to succeed because they understand that there's a positive vibe out there and they can succeed in life if they turn around and work a little bit hard at it. Right. And, I, and I compliment you for it, man. It. That is something that's awesome. Thank you. That's such a flip side. And, uh, We're all probably, positive humanity people. It's still coming out more positive of humanity. Yeah, when you get to do your interview, I think it'll come out how just truly it's been blowing up as well. I mean, it's not, it's not a small little thing at all. It's blowing up. So, thank you. Yeah, congratulations. We've been grinding and, and putting everything on the line. Just, and you all know as entrepreneurs, just the risk you take and just putting it out there, man. And we've been fortunate to, basically, this has been a, such a learning curve, a learning process. Um, when I came into it, definitely was nothing close to a businessman. But I've just been, you know, shaped and molded through this process to really understand awesome. what it takes to run a legit business and right. uh, a legit profits too. Yeah. Awesome. You know, and, and I think this will come out more. But just out of curiosity, how many live dates will you play this year? 
Uh, we we average about 300 dates a year. Wow! In awesome. schools, in schools across the country. Yeah. So. Yeah, awesome. 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 <coughs> multiple multiple dates a day. Some weekend, like for example, this weekend we have like three on Saturday, then five on Sunday. So, yeah, multiple dates. Just That's keeping awesome. it moving. That is awesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. So we're going to uh, we're going to play uh, one of the uh, podcast's favorite games. Uh, that is a rapid fire question and answer game called "A Few of My Favorite Things." <laughs> so, a few of my favorite things goes like this. Um, it's uh, very short answers. It's either kind of this or that. If it's neither, um, you can give a very brief uh, explanation of what you would say instead of uh, this or that. And we'll jump right in with night owl or morning person. Morning person. T-shirt and jeans or suited and booted. About sweats and a T-shirt. Works. <laughs> Works. <laughs> uh, uh, warm weather or cold weather? Warm weather. Uh, car, truck, or SUV? SUV. I got three kids. <laughs> and the question right there. Uh, sport or luxury? Sport. Uh, since we are in Kansas City, barbecue or steak? Barbecue. All day. <laughs> you got a favorite barbecue place? Jack Stack. It's like, I go to the, the original one out there in uh, Martin City. Yeah, the Jack Stack. That's, that's, it's a lot of good places going to Kansas City, but. Your favorite non-alcoholic beverage? Water. H3O, baby. H3O, straight up. Drink more water out there, podcasters. Drink more water. Favorite alcoholic beverage? Hmm. This is this Kirk and Sweeney is pretty <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. This is kind of working for you right it's now. Kirk and Sweeney. I'm like, can I get another glass? Yeah, yeah if you can. It ain't talking you want. Let's see. Uh, your favorite place? Just in general? Yeah. The studio. Okay. That's yeah, actually one of my favorite places too. Uh, city slicker or country cousin? Um, City Slicker. Favorite movie? Shawshank Redemption. Ooh, that's a good one. Good one. Yeah. Good one. I don't think we, a great I don't, had, I don't think we had anybody actually say Shawshank, uh, even though uh, I definitely thought it, but it still probably comes top, in number top two. Five. Yeah, top yeah, five. yeah it's raw, top five. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Great. Yes, 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 definitely top five. Uh, blonde, brunette, or redhead? Um, my wife's a brunette, so there we go. There you go. Yeah, we're gonna go through up. She might hear us. We're gonna stick with the smart answers. That's what we're gonna do. That's what all the guys said. They've had steady girlfriends or wives. Yeah, we're gonna be smart now. The anonymous female is here to hold us to thank you. Yeah, we go. What is your favorite genre of music, song, or band? Um. Other than Asian. That's tough, man. Genre. I'd probably have to say hip hop, that's probably think that, but that's just tough because hip hop, I actually like rock. 
Yeah. Really like uh, like alternative rock. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite song? Favorite song. Uh, oh, okay. Let's let's simplify. It. You have a favorite song right now. What are you feeling today? I'll be honest with you, man. I tune in to to see what's going on, but I really um. You know, my kid, I ride with my kids pretty much 90% of the time, so I don't listen to a lot of the radio. Um, I do like, um, hmm, that's a great question. Sometimes you got to go old school. Though. Yeah, it's got to be old yeah, school. Yeah, sometimes. It's got to be old school. I really don't listen to the radio right now as far as, I mean, I, I do just to make sure I'm in tune with what's going what's on. Going on but I just can't catch the, catch the vibe of what's going on right now. But, uh, all right. Word. Favorite yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with uh. Well, Thriller is one of my favorite songs. I mean, that's what is Thriller? Michael Jackson. You know, I'm uh, Marvin Gaye or something like that. I, well, actually, well, my well, actually, that's not just said it made me think deeper. My favorite band is it's because my pops is uh, the Osley Brothers. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely love the Osley uh, Brothers. I love them. They got just a. Uh, Great guitar player, yeah, Bill right. Gates was probably the most, of my, most of my kids are here because of the Ozzy yeah, Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about that myself. Yeah, the Ozzy Brothers are the yeah, footsteps Ozzie in the dark. Footsteps in the dark. Yeah. I mean, you realize yeah. Jimi Hendrix started with them. He, I didn't know that. Yes, Jimi Hendrix started with the Ozzy Brothers. Well, Jimi Hendrix is another legend. I didn't know he started with the Ozzy Brothers. Yeah, he started yeah. with the Ozzy Brothers back in the early 60s. Wow. Or something. They've been around that long. Uh, your favorite concert? Favorite concert? Um, it, it'll have to be um, Michael Jackson. That was when I was a young man. I actually got to see him. I was, uh, I'm a little jealous. Right. Stuart, I never did get. Um, I was in the '80s. I was a, I was a young man. It was some local? Uh, I was very. I was very which popular. place? Was it at Arrowhead? No, don't give me telling no lies. Like I said, '85. I was like four. So okay. I was a young, but I remember yeah. oh, I remember okay. the experience. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing him, just remember like That's the first wow. time you learned how to moon dance, man. Come on. Yeah. Uh favorite sports team ever. The Chiefs. Yeah. Come on. Any particular era? Or just in general? The Chiefs. Uh in general, the Chiefs, but uh, when Joe Montana was here, that's the one we went the furthest. We went, I think it was 94, we went to the, uh, the uh, AFC championship. championship, got beat by the Bills. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, the Chiefs, hands down. That's we, Marcus Allen and everybody. Yeah, that was the boys back then. Yeah. That was, that was. Yeah. <laughs> Is that before Derek Thomas passed? Oh, yeah. Derek Thomas was around for that. Neil Smith, I think, was on that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smith, Derek was playing. Uh, Dale Carter, Salamuda was still Salamu. playing. Mm-hmm. They were good on both sides. Yeah, we got some boys. Bill yeah. Moss. You know, somebody was telling me that in that era, that just the culture surrounding the Kansas City Chiefs was just so much more electric oh. than it ever has been. It is just like we haven't we've broken the the sound records as of late, I guess. But I guess just on a on a blanket statement that it was just amazing. The stadium, the stadium, the stadium had a way of being like. What right, right, now. right now. Okay. Strangely small fact, they uh, were the winningest team of the 90s. And huh. never wow. Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they were the winningest team of the 90s. Schottenheimer? Yep. Schottenheimer? Yep. Yeah. Uh, weekdays or weekends? Weekends. 
Because you get to spend with your family. Yeah, the kids, they looking forward to the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> they can't play no uh, electronics or video games during the week. Ah, yeah, so okay. weekends, that's right. their time. Okay. Right, so we have some fun with games sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so your favorite superpower? Superpower? Yeah. Like, you mean, a superhero or just... Uh, well, well, like x-ray vision. Anything. Yeah. Anything? Yeah, like, what would you want? Or yeah, yeah, want, yeah. If you could have a superpower, what would you want? Ability. Uh, to read minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True helps with the yeah. marriage. Yeah. Yeah, about I don't know if that would help with that either. That <laughs> 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 don't ever work now. Yeah, never, not, nothing else. You just it, 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 take your beating, that, man. That's Mars and Venus, man. Yeah. It ain't never gonna happen. Just take your beating. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> As Rio looks at the anonymous female. What? <laughs> just saying, just saw what I saw. Uh, what is your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> Even though I probably shouldn't be saying that on the podcast. Oh, yeah, no, no. We've got a lot more than that. 90% of so, the people that answered it have said that. Yeah, yeah we, so, we've all answered that. Our shit was right there. With yeah, our shit was there. Yeah, that was like, Fuck, it's something about that word. <laughs> I try not to use it much, but, but, but it's happen. still your favorite. Yeah. Hard for you to give us coffee or alcohol? Well, I don't drink coffee, so alcohol I means really not hard for either, but I'm so, really serious about my health, but uh, I, I do indulge with an alcoholic beverage from time to do time. You drink, do you drink tea or anything like that? I drink tea. Oh, do you I stay away from tea. Do you stay away from caffeine in general? No, I drink tea. I drink uh, yeah, like green tea. Mm. Okay. Uh, what is your most bizarre talent? I've got a few. <laughs> One is I can actually do, I'm good at like uh, cartoon voices. Okay. Hmm. I can do like Kermit. I can do Marvin the Martian. We gotta hear the Kermit now. What? Yeah. yeah Kermit. Now he got the say Marvin the Martian. Uh, do Marvin the Martian. That'll be, that's that real... makes me very angry. Very good. The old school guy appreciates that. That's not funny. funny. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't expect it to be Marvin the Martian today. Yeah. <laughs> who who is or was uh, your celebrity crush? Hmm. Uh, Beyonce at one point. Yeah. She's still, she's still pretty hot. Oh, yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that woman. A lot of women there love. Nobody disagreed with you. Yeah, she was. Yeah, Yeah, she was and is. She's pretty special. Uh, If you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, calories be damned, what would it be? Uh, I would have the, uh, we were talking about Jack Stack earlier. It would either be their wings or their, um, their sampler plate that has like a little bit of brown meat on Every day for the rest of your life. 
mean, he said calories be that. Yeah, calories be that. Calories don't even affect you. I was thinking chicken and rice. It don't matter you're 400 pounds and you're done. Yeah, you die. You die happy. Exactly. He said calories be down. So I was like, Rick, and Sweeney, and you eat barbecue the rest of your life. So you're a happy man. Uh, which actually is funny uh, that you said this. Uh, so, if you could read minds, whose would you want to read? Uh, it would be my wife. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Big Dave called that. It'd be, yeah. It would be my wife. I think I every. Think, I think, think. Did you say the same thing? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I've accepted that I can't read her mind. I'm all right with it. Just, okay. Uh, predetermined my consequences. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is a uh, one word or very small phrase answer. Uh, so uh, fill your name in, and my name is Roy, and I am gangster. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we have just and we have just played a few of my favorite things, ladies and gentlemen, out there in podcast land. Uh, everybody, take, please give it up for Roy Woods playing a few of my best things. So, that actually brings us to uh, one of my favorite segments of the show, and that is called The Shuffle. Um, so, normally how The Shuffle works is you go to your phone, you pick a playlist, you shuffle, and the first song that comes up, we are going to talk about it. Now, this is what's going to be different about this shuffle versus most shuffles is last week um, I had a smaller panel, a lot of people had stuff to do and whatever, so I didn't get a chance to do like a fully dedicated um, show to Prince. So what uh, I decided to do for the shuffle is we're going to do our favorite Prince songs. So um, as I have said when I was uh, sending out the text for the shuffle, um, his catalog is not the easiest to find because he has snatched it down off most of the streaming services. So either uh, get and pay for title because that's who has his streaming uh, currently, or YouTube may be your friend. So we are back and we're going to. Uh, jump right in with the shuffle. Uh, this is the shuffle, the Prince edition. So, uh, who is who is ready? And uh, we'll jump right in with the first person who thinks that they already have their song ready. And I think, just because uh, I don't see her fidgeting with her phone, uh, the United Female is ready. Uh, and let's see what you got.
Price Purple Rain, you can't go wrong with it. It's uh, a classic record. I know that that record in particular is funny because uh, I think Prince knew he wanted it to feel like a live record. And uh, so, uh, so he actually went to, you know, the club that they're all kind of fighting over uh, to, uh, to, to have that gig in the movie. Uh, is First Avenue or was First Avenue at the time, and uh, so he goes and he brings his uh, then brand new uh, guitarist uh, Wendy uh, uh, to uh, to to the club, and they record the first rough version of Purple Rain that uh, uh, live at that very club, and he does uh, apparently overdubs and whatever else he needs to do after that in the studio but to make sure it had that live feel it actually was recorded live at that club so uh, that's my two cents of what I know about or about the song other than the fact that I like it anymore. so uh, Ben yep what, what we got I'm playing Get Off by Prince um, I love that song and it's because of my beautiful girlfriend, Carolyn Lesson. Okay. Actually, I love this record, actually. Pretty good visuals to here. Excellent. 
Yeah, as a matter of fact, it's funny because that is off of the uh, Diamonds and Pearls album. That was one of his best videos. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and, and Kiss uh, was on that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember a... my cousin, uh, well, I, I won't give any names. I remember my cousin, female, uh, had uh, had the Diamonds and Pearls t-shirt that, my, that her brother would often borrow and wear to school. And people would try to make fun because he was wearing a Prince t-shirt. But uh, poop on them because they just weren't up. On the fact that that was so a dope out. I mean, look at Prince, the little tiny dude. Oh, yeah. He had any woman he wanted at any time. Oh, and absolutely. The dude was a ladies' man extraordinaire. Look, you know, it's funny. So I don't cracked, ever doubt that. He was an ex- ladies' man extraordinaire. I cracked the joke often that, uh, <laughs> that Prince would turn women religious because there was several exes of his that turned toward the church after they did <laughs> I was like, I don't know what a little dude was doing, but he was doing it. Well, <laughs> well said, they well like said. He needed soul saved after the fact. <laughs> so, did you all talk about it earlier with Dave Chappelle? Did you all see the Dave Chappelle uh, Prince kid. Oh, yeah. man. When he played yeah. basketball. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Shirts versus blouses. Beat him down. Oh, like they made him pancakes after oh, the game. Oh, yeah. After the game. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I found a, uh, I found a picture online uh, a couple of days ago of Prince, uh, it, it, like, in basketball shoes. and Like, I don't think he was wearing, like, full, like, basketball clothes. But he was in basketball shoes, and he was doing like a crossover. Well, they said in high school he was like a really good high school. Yeah, like I was saying, apparently he really could play with his little short ass. So, well, the Timberwolves loved him because they had a a special memorial to him. So he He was was a big time, big all the Minnesota, Minneapolis teams, the Lynx, Timberwolves team, Timberwolves. Jesse. Uh, I'll be the first one to take say I was not a Prince fan growing up. Mm, okay, all right. Uh, he was a little older than I was. We like he was, opinions from time to time. He was short. He had long curly <laughs> hair. <laughs> I identified, however, with kids in yeah. cut off Levi's and no shirts and barefoot. Okay. So you know, I grew up around Motley Crue and Metallica. I think you did say Country Cousins and uh, right. when we did the game with you. But <laughs> but what I did like about Prince is he could shred on the guitar. So yeah, he could. Well, me, he could. being yeah. a big rock and roll fan, of course, I was a fan yeah. of Prince as a guitar player. So. Yeah. Eric Clapton made the quote: "How does it feel to be the greatest guitar player ever?" <laughs> and he says, "I don't know. Go ask Prince." <laughs> Wow, uh, that's uh, that's high praise. That's high praise. That's high praise. The man can shred a guitar. No Dave Rose, yeah, Dave Rose on Howard Stern a couple weeks back talking about Prince and just said he invited him backstage. He's like, yeah, let's do a show together at the concert at the Hollywood Bowl. Like, let's do a song together, you know, whatever. Prince doesn't show up for the rehearsal. Doesn't show up for anything. Just says, gets on stage right at the last minute. Dave doesn't even know what song they're doing or what instrument he's playing or anything else. He goes, Prince, like, I think I kind of want to play the drums. There's another great little print story. Everybody heard of the Bangles. Mm-hmm. Well, the Bangles, one of the girls saw he's riding first class and mm-hmm. had to go up and introduce herself, say, We're a young band and right. you know, we really admire your work. Literally wrote it on a napkin 
He wrote Manic Monday on the napkin. Manic Monday on Mackin. Brought, brought it back to the yeah. Bangles. That's and it great. became their first hit song. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know I did. That's a true, that's that's a true story. Money, but I'm like, he worked that out. He, he could write a song. Yeah, it's like, like that. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Dave? In, Dave memory, in memory to Prince and, uh, and the disco era, I'm going to play my favorite song of all times by Prince. Oh, yeah. If you had disco, you had... That song. By the way, one of the funniest things I saw was on Facebook. They, um, they said that they, since they're changing all the faces on the dollars and the twenties and everything, one of them came out. They thought it should be Prince, and they showed a picture of Prince on a twenty-dollar bill. They thought they should devalue it to nineteen dollars and ninety-nine. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. That's hilarious. I'm nineteen ninety-nine. Give me a penny back. That's hilarious. And Chris, I will go with that song that you wrote that. This is somebody else singing it, but I like this version of Saturday, but I'll be honest, but only because I think it highlights the brilliant uh, songwriting capabilities that he had. I have to disagree with you. Don't stop playing it, but I have to disagree with you. Uh, I actually love Prince's version of this record. I like his version too. I like that she stripped everything. Yeah, but she did. Yes, but she did. She and just, just left the melody and, the and those lyrics. Yeah. And they're some of the best of all time. I think they're phenomenal. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, nothing compares to you. It's an amazing record. Uh, let's not forget his videos. I mean, when he would come out with the ladies on the videos <laughs> and what the ladies was wearing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh, he, was, he was very edgy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know it's funny. I I enjoyed that very much. Being an old man, you know it's funny. He uh, <laughs> he had this dancer uh, for a while called Cat, and and and, uh, and so uh, uh, I'm originally from Chicago, podcasters. Uh, and uh, they throw every month or two, they throw this huge uh, Prince and Michael Jackson party where they play all originals all night and, and the place is just packed out. Uh, subsequently, uh, they're going to do another one on the 21st that everybody that I know in Chicago has called me at least once to say, are you coming? I know you're going to come to town for Prince and Michael Jackson party. Calm down. I don't know if I'm going to make it. But... I will say, first time I did go, um, I'm in the place, and I'm like, is that Cat? <laughs> is she just at a random party in Chicago? And and come find out, yes, uh, she was just that big a Prince fan, even though she, you know, she actually worked for him for a while, and she was not paid to be there. She just, just came and paid her cover like everybody else to be in the party. So I thought that was really cool, and uh, and of course uh, that brings you to uh, me and uh, my favorite Prince song, 
and that is also from the uh, Purple Rain album, and that is... something that's timeless. I mean, you, can, you, know, you can play it now. Absolutely. You know, he made those. It's timeless records. I, I didn't play Kiss because that have been... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiss was something my wife and I could get up and dance to anytime, anywhere, any place. Absolutely. What a great video, too. Uh, yeah, That yeah, video yeah. would just, you just blow your mind every time you saw it. Yeah. I mean, it was just choreography, everything. His dancing ability was outstanding. outstanding. Yeah. So, you know, it, it entwined the music and his dancing ability and, and, the, and the lady he had dancing with him there, that was just off the chart. That really was. I was going to go with Darling Nikki, but then I remembered your rules. I'm going to play a song that comes up. You definitely could have played Darling Nikki. I would not have been offended, nor do I think anybody out there <laughs> in podcast land would have been offended either. Well, now we have all the time. Sometimes you kind of mindless let it play songs. I'm trying to get a song to play right now because I'll never forget. Prince made so many stars in his era, and more stay in the time. Oh, yes. I gotta tell you. I'm trying to get it on right now. But I just got I kept thinking back to all the stars that he made back in that era who were part of his his entourage. And Morris Day was of course one of his close friends and and played in his band before and then created his own group. Which I'm sure for some Morris Day fans out there listening to me, they may say hmm. It's going to buffering, it's buffering all day. But it was, I just still love that song too. Jungle Love. Jungle Love. Jungle Love. <laughs> yeah. I just realized the first time oh, I no. got yeah. exposed to Prince at all was when the Joker was dancing around that RPG. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Batman. Batman. That was yeah. the very first one, Batman, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 One of the one of the first uh, modern era artists to do an entire soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, it, he wasn't the first, obviously, but one of the mm-hmm. first uh, modern era people to do an entire soundtrack. Uh, and I'm going to... Uh, I've already played uh, a song, but I'm going to play one song um, to kind of end this segment in tribute of Prince. And uh, a uh, piece of trivia that I found out about this song that uh, kind of amazed me was 
uh, I want to say 30 years to the day of him recording the record to uh, him passing, uh, and prophetically the fact that he also passed in April. Um, I'm yeah. going to play a song called, uh oh, I'm not going to play that song. <laughs> Because I already played it. No uh, I'm going to play a song called Sometimes It Snows in April. So we want to say 
rest in peace to Prince Roger Nelson from the Law Party Podcast. And uh, normally, uh, we would not be ending on this kind of note, but I think it's probably appropriate right now because we actually already have our glasses in the air. I want to end this podcast in the way that we end all podcasts, and that is to say, to good times with good people.